Hey friends, if you are a hairstylist and you are thinking that your next steps in your career are to open up a salon, but you're not for sure exactly where to start, and you're not even for sure what ownership would be like for you. Maybe you have the perfect salon design in mind, but you're missing the business strategies to make it grow. I wanna invite you to the Salon Business Masterclass. In this class, I'm gonna show you a faster direction to gain clarity, eliminate fear and overwhelm so that you can turn your dream salon into a reality. This is going to be a live class virtually April 12th at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. It's only $17 and I'm so excited. If you are a hairstylist thinking about opening up a salon, don't wait, register today. The link is in the show notes and I'll see you there. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. You guys, today I found the most incredible woman on Clubhouse. If you haven't been on Clubhouse yet, we got to talk about that. But I found this amazing woman that I just needed to have on the podcast because I know that you guys would love her. She is a licensed cosmetologist and a licensed cosmetologist instructor. She has a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of education that she's just so passionate about helping others and teaching others. And I'm excited to bring her on the show today. Her name is Kina Merriweather, known as the Retail Boss. Welcome to the show. Hello, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kina. I know when I met you on Clubhouse, I I went right away to Instagram. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the real deal. And I feel like we need to have more discussions about retail. And I don't think I've had anybody on the podcast to talk about retail. So you're actually our first guest to really dive deeper into retail. And um, I, I'm just excited as probably everybody else right now because I'm taking notes. So I'm honored. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's amazing. Thank you. I'm excited. So let's let's bring it back to the beginning. And, and um, I'd love to know how you just got into this industry because to go from a, a cosmetology student and license and then to an instructor, well, I, I'd love to hear about that. Wow. I can tell you, I decided to go into cosmetology by a whim. I'm, I'm being so honest with you. Um, my mom suffered from breast cancer when I was in high school and watching her go through this process, it was just super painful. And I remember one day coming home from school and she says, take this clipper and shave all my hair off. And I was just like devastated. Like what? She's like, shave all my hair off. I'm going to lose it. I don't want to watch it come out. And my mom cried the entire time she was crying. I was crying it was just a mess. And I prayed for my mom. And that day, I just got this grand idea to go to the beauty supply store and buy some pack beauty supply store hair that happened to be the same color as my mom and a stocking cap, glue and scissors. That's all I had. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But I was like, I'm gonna make her wig. I can so do this. And I, you know, I would do my girlfriend's hair at my house, play around, but I was going to school for fashion. You couldn't tell me anything other than I was going to go to school for fashion merchandising, FIT in New York. That was going to be my jam. And this situation happened. I came home from school. I mean, uh, came home from the beauty supply store that day 
And I was like, mom, sit down. I'm going to make you a wig. And she let me just go at it, not knowing what was getting ready to happen. <laughs> and I literally glued the wig to her head, but it looked so good. And I was able to cut it in that bob. Like you couldn't even, she had this thing. It was layered. You couldn't tell, no one could never tell it wasn't her hair. So then we were like, oh, we got to take this off. So now I'm trying to peel this wig off of her scalp. And she was like, it doesn't hurt. Keep falling, keep falling. And we pulled it off and it was a whole wig. I was like, this is absolutely bonkers. Like, <laughs> who knew, who knew, who knew I could even do something like this? I literally had no idea. I had no skills at all. And from that day, it kind of just stuck with me. And my mom was like, hey, make me another, make me another. And I just kept doing that. And a girlfriend of mine, and this was like two years later, a girlfriend of mine said, can you come to my school and be a model for me for a facial? And I was just like, what? And she's like, yes, yeah, it's only going to be an hour. So I go to the vocational school. And mind you, I'm like a junior in high school. I go to the vocational school. She does this facial. And this is live. So you have other students coming in with their parents, being exposed to the program. It was the whole thing. And I hear the teacher talking about how much money a cosmetologist can make. And from that moment, it was like, ding, 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 ding. Because my parents already told me, you're gonna have to work your way through college. We can't, we can't afford to do it on our own. You're gonna have to work your way. And I'm like, all right, cool. So when I heard that, I said, huh, I'm pretty good at doing hair. I could do that and make the money that I need to make. Let me find out about this program. And after that, I got all the information, took it home to my mom. My mom was just like, hey, this could be a thing for you. This could work. And it just went from there. And I wasn't supposed to get in the program because I actually started the program late. And they let me in. They let <laughs> your girl in. And it was on. And I fell so in love with the experience that I was able to create with clients at school and my teacher started letting me teach like little classes like all of this was mapped out I had no idea what ever be an instructor but my teacher says hey we're on the relaxer portion tell us what you know now I have my my teacher at the time she was this tall beautiful lady from England she had this this luxurious accent like she was like coming in with her hair all big and smoothed out and she's like <laughs> I can't I have a hard time with teaching how to do African-American textured hair and I was like oh yeah I can help you boom my teaching career started right in cosmetology school never saw it coming <laughs> simply amazing how life happens where preparation and opportunity meets right yes Absolutely. And that's, that's where it all began. Wow. And the more I went through beauty school, I recognized that, hey, there needs to meet to be more black beauty educators, because I saw a, they, she wasn't the only teacher. The teacher across the hall pulled me into her class. It was like crazy. It really was crazy. And I was like, well, this is not cool. Like, everybody needs to be well rounded, including instructors. So I said to myself, I, I would love to do that one day. 
And my teacher, same teacher, she was like, you could be great at being an instructor. She put these thoughts in my head I never thought about. She exposed me to a cosmetology school that had a university. And that was Dudley Cosmetology University. And it was in Kernersville, North Carolina. And they had an open house. I was graduating high school. I kind of did things a little out of sequence. So I was a little early going to take a weekend up just to see about the school. My parents took me. There was a campus. They made all the products. There was a home office. There was an advanced academy across the street. Like it was thick. And I'd never seen or heard anything like it. So I'm, my question was, well, can I get a degree? And um, is this accredited? Like, I wanted to know how far, if I wanted to go further, that I could go with this. So for me, it was the advanced training because it was a lot that my teacher just didn't teach. And I wanted to learn more so that while I work my way through school, I can service all textures of hair and I can do anything. So that's how I got to that school. And it was a game changer for my entire life because that is where I really learned about beauty retail. And I had already come from the beauty, uh, I'm sorry, I had already come from the retail world, just being in high school, getting jobs in the mall, work, I worked at Nordstrom's because I was into fashion. So they had a whole internship program that I did. So I was really great at selling product, anything. You know, I was really great at building a clientele because I had a clientele as a high school student at Nordstrom's where people would come and shop with me. So I combined those skills that I learned from those two totally separate worlds and I kind of collided them and took ownership of it. And I've been teaching retail in the beauty industry from the beginning. It's always been second nature for me. That, so that, yeah, that's it incredible. right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> so incredible how, you know, it's, it's crazy how there's certain things that we do in our life that we don't even know it, but it's preparing us for the future. And I love the fact too, that you're talking about, you know, in beauty school being more well-rounded because that is so necessary because you never know when a student is going to find a liking to this or that. Um, if it's not properly taught, you know, I think that if you don't know something, usually you're like, oh, I don't really like it. Cause you just don't know enough right. of it. And so I love the fact that they, you know, put you in charge of that and, you know, to see that potential at, at a young age and, and that, uh, they could already see like what you could potentially do with your life. It's like, they knew they saw it in your eyes. They could see that passion. Yeah. That's something that you can't teach and, right. uh, you just naturally have it. So, okay. So what, so what happens next? You're at the school, you, you, you've got clientele, you understand retail at that point. Are you, uh, you're still teaching, at that point, um, you know, I, I graduated, I graduated the vocational program, I got licensed, I was licensed, and I decided to go to the school in North Carolina, um, the university school. And from there, I found myself in the instructor training program. So I started off at, at the advanced school, just learning advanced techniques. And then they introduced to me the instructor program. They're like, we think you would be just a great fit. And I was just like, here we go. And I did it. I was like, you know what, I might want to fall back on this and retire. So if I retire from the beauty industry, if that's what I'm going to do, I'm, I may just fall into teaching. I don't know, but I'm still going to go to school for fashion. So I might as well knock it out while I'm here. So I took the program 
and had an opportunity to um, train with some people from like Zimbabwe, Africa. Like they were students in the class also learning how to be instructors because this particular school was opening a school in Africa. And I just got just familiarized with things that cultures like these these ladies just like groomed me and you know I even learned some of the language it was just an amazing uh, program to be a part of and my teacher actually went to Africa to set that school up like when I graduated and so for me when I when I finished the program I was like I'm so in love with the beauty industry I think I'm gonna put the fashion thing on the back burner and I got married. I got married. My husband was in the military. We got stationed in Charleston, South Carolina. And I started from there. It went from there. I, I went right into teaching early, though, like, because I got a, had a baby, I got married and had a baby. And I was like, wow, I can't be in the salon full time. So what am I going to do? Fall back on this instructor's license. And I started teaching at one of the technical colleges. Um, it was a great experience. And I taught there for several years and I got recruited to Paul Mitchell. Like it just kept snowballing. And it, this was just what I was supposed to do, bottom line. And so one of my teachers, actually she ended up being over the program. She was one of the instructors that brought me into um, the technical college at the time, she ended up being over the entire program. And she says to me, Kina, you're so far advanced for our program. I'd hate to do this to you, but I put your name in someone's ear and they're going to call you. And I was like, who does that? Like, I work for you. Like, what? And she was like, I just feel like you have so much more to give in here at the technical school. We are just state board focus, like all the other stuff, like I know you want to teach these things and I don't want to stunt your growth. I want you to grow more as an educator. And I really like care about you. If I didn't care, I wouldn't say anything. She's like, but I really care about your future. And I know that you could go far, you can go further. And I was like, okay, so I got this call and the school was fairly new, it was only like open three months. I went in, met with the directors, they gave me an interview like on the spot. It was crazy. First of all, when I came in the door, they were like all blown away. And I was like, what's happening? And they were like, your hair is amazing. Makeup's amazing. Your clothes are fabulous. And I was just like, okay. And they were like, can you do an interview now? And I was like, oh my God. Okay, let's do it. So I went in there, did the interview. They pulled in some other educators to like talk to me. And they wanted me to start immediately, but I was under a contract. So I was like, I can't start until I'm done with this contract. I have to honor the people that I'm working for and I have to like keep my integrity intact. And so, you know, let's move forward afterwards. And as soon as I came in uh, to become a part of the, the family, because it, it was truly a family for me, um, they made me a specialist right away, texture specialist. I was like, it was absolutely crazy. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I just walked into. What is a texture specialist? We're going to send you to training. So I got to go to Orlando. It was like, I was on cloud nine because for someone to, to value who I am as a person and who I am in the industry and the things that I wanted to do to push me forward, to catapult me into something I didn't even know I would ever do. 
it it just was supposed to be, you know, I don't think relationships are by chance. And from there, I, I became all kinds of specialists. I was final phase specialist, texture special, specialty. I worked with the honor students on the floor. It, it just, I just went, it went bonkers. But in that process, I got picked up to be educators for other companies because I was getting exposure, you know, and I started doing the Bronner Brothers hair shows and premiere hair shows and it just went crazy. And I got on these different teams and I always focused on retail. And one day I was on stage with a friend and she was like, that's your name. We're going to call you retail boss because you always come with the retail knowledge. No one ever says anything on stage about it, but you, that's your name. And I just ran with it. I ran with it. And it's been on every since. Oh my gosh. I I love that. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of the Paul Mitchell schools. I think that they're, they are incredible and they just really, they really know how to you know, foster to cosmetology students to make them not only well-rounded, um, but to become more like specific in their, their niche along with like business skills. So I'm a huge fan of that. Yes. So are you still a part of their school? You would think I was. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let me go. They will not let me go. So I started at um, Paul Mitchell School, Charleston. And then in 2015, I moved to Atlanta and I moved into Palm Mitchell School Asani, which is in Roswell, Georgia. And, um, you know, I was like, hey guys, like I just gotta go do my own brand and do my own thing. And they just still won't let, neither school will let me, let me go. So anytime they feel like they need retail education, they say, hey, can we just book you for a day just to come in and talk to our students about retail? and uh, teach our, and sometimes they have me come in and just like teach their staff um, about retail so that they, because I had a concept of teaching retail in the classroom. So they got, my students got an opportunity to role play in the classroom uh, with different textures of hair. We would do all these different activities. So I would set up all these activity stations and they would have the practice of the conversation before ever hitting the floor with the actual client in their chair. So they were very familiar. They were comfortable in the conversation. They understood that they were not selling, but they were educating. And um, we came up with all these different like concepts and we brought those concepts to the floor and we made really good money in retail. Like the Charleston school was number one in like all the Paul Mitchell schools for a long time in retail sales. And so for me, it was just, you know, I'm always going to be a part of the parliamentary world. Anytime they need me, they know they can call me and I'm there. And all the students too. I mean, I've taught hundreds of students and they still reach out to me to this day as business owners now. So those students have now become like my clients. It's so crazy. It's, I can't even describe the feeling. It's amazing. That is so awesome that, you know, they, they really took, um, ownership of implementing retail sales and the importance of that and stressed that on them because that is a huge portion of our business and I think that there is just a lot of uh, misinterpretation and misconceptions mindset things when it comes to retail like people are afraid to ask for other people to spend money with them so right okay so how did this um 
what did your transition look like? Like your next chapter, you, you've grown so much, you've really become, made a name for yourself. And then you took ownership of Retail Boss. Mm-hmm. What did you do after that? Well, it's funny that you ask because I've been in the process of um, creating different multiple streams of income still within the beauty business, but bringing in other, um, how can I say this, from other, bringing in other things from other industries into our industry. So like, for instance, there's a product I'm going to be releasing that is, has nothing to do with the beauty industry, but I found a way to incorporate beauty within the product. So I can't even talk about it yet because I just got the trademark. Like I had to do all, you don't even understand. Like (laughs) when you have something and you're like so ready to release it, but then your lawyer team was like, you better not open your mouth. That's where I'm at right there with that. But when I release it, it's gonna make so much sense because now it'll make beauty industry professionals say, hmm, I can come up with my own creative ideas to make a space in the industry where there wasn't. Like I can't, it, it goes into health and fitness, but when I tell you, when I, when I let it go, it's gonna be like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense for somebody in the beauty industry to have done that because there's nothing like that for us. You know what I'm saying? So that's it. You have to be innovative. You have to, I take classes that have nothing to do with beauty, just other industries so I can learn what they're doing because a lot of people are coming into our industry creating beauty products and they freaking sell real estate. Like, how does that even happen? And it's like, we have to make sure that we wake up and pay attention because Mm -hmm. it is what can we do to change and elevate the industry? Every, anybody can start a, product line with shampoo and conditioner I mean you just you can private label that anybody can do that it's not that hard they advertise it all day long on Instagram you want to have your own this your own that and everyone's stuff smells the same it does the same nothing different you know what I'm saying so that that's that's the easy way out but I get it when your money funny I get it when you're trying to have a, a starting point but my question is what can we do to make the industry evolve make it evolve grow and expand we're in a 500 billion dollar industry and I know that number has I got to get the new numbers because the number has changed since last year with COVID but that's a lot of money and majority of us that are still in the salon behind the chair we're not even we're not even cracking six figures let alone talk about millions and billions but my question was for myself Tina how do you get to the millions Can we take it from one step to the next? I've made six figures. So now I want to know how can I make millions? And that's why I went into the government contracting because I found it on a whim. And when I saw, I can't eat, I don't want to mention brands, but when I saw a certain brand name company in the back office with a $3 million contract to provide education to correctional facilities, teaching cosmetology and barbering and I'm not getting a piece of that pie this is the problem <laughs> so I, st- I started I started I took it from one you got to go it's levels to this so I started off with the micro purchases with um, the prosthetic units and I said okay now how can I make more money 
And I started fishing in that SAM system and I started putting cosmetology, barbering, education. I just started putting in just words, didn't know they were key words, putting in these words in the system and there you have it. And I saw it several times. I was like, they, you don't understand. Correctional facilities buy combs, brushes, they buy shampoo, conditioner. Hello, this is retail. So what did I do? I started bidding on those contracts and I started getting the bigger bag. So that's it. We have to find ways to, when you learn something new and this is working for you and you have the proof, now let me educate my industry because nobody in my industry knows about this. So you mean to tell me I could teach outside of a school and I could be ahead of my own organization and structurally set up all the education myself and I can hire another educator to go in and just teach haircutting. I can hire somebody to go and just teach texture, whatever. And I can get a $3 million contract doing that. And now I can pay industry professionals that are licensed instructors that are in their salon still working hard and going to the schools and teaching. Nothing wrong with that. But my dime is a little bit bigger. Now I can pay you sixty dollars to $80,000 a year, which in a cosmetology school, you're not even getting half of that as a cosmetology instructor. Let's just be real. Majority of cosmetology instructors that teach in a school still do hair on the side. You can't just walk away from the chair because we're not paid enough. But a lot of us get into it because we're passionate about education or maybe we want a career, we want to change our career a little bit and not be in the salon as much, or we maybe want to retire from the chair. But then once you get into school, you realize this is not enough money. And I didn't retail to retire to save a nest egg so that if I wanted to do this and get paid less, because I've saved money from selling retail, that I put my money in a place where it can continue to make money. I get into all of that. Let's talk about those things because you got to put your money somewhere it can keep growing. I didn't prepare to, to retail to retire. So now I have to do both. And that's, that's what happens. So I want to provide a means of escape for a lot of people that kind of get caught up in that. And I just want to bring some, I just want to provide something new. So that's what's happening with me in the transition. Um, the transition for me was not that hard because I already did a lot of standing alone education, meaning I was already getting booked to come in and teach on retail with other people. So for me, stepping out as a brand by myself, it wasn't, it really wasn't that hard of a transition. However, coming from behind the chair was a struggle. It was a struggle because I didn't want to leave my clientele. I didn't, I didn't want to leave them. They didn't want to leave me, but they totally got and understood that, you know, I'm going to the next level. And I spoke that on myself for a long time, Jennifer. I always said, by the time I turn 40, I'm retiring from behind this chair. Listen, client, I'm telling you guys, <laughs> hey, I'm getting close. I'm 38. And they're like, you ain't going nowhere. So when it happened, like when it happened, like I spoke it. And literally, I started planning for it. So when it got time to, to roll the ball out, I was ready for the ball to just roll and keep rolling. And it's been rolling every since. And my head has been rolling every, 
I have so many ideas. It's freaking ridiculous. So I have to slow down and, you know, prioritize and figure ways. How can I slide this in my industry? And then everybody can start seeing the forest from the trees. Like, hey, I need to get with that. That's a great idea. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to be an influencer for the industry. Mm, Well, you already are for sure. I, I love that comment that you made, retail to retire. And I've been hearing so many um, people lately with the shifting in our industry who are maybe closer to retirement age, they're still behind the chair and they're just like, they feel stuck. They know that maybe they don't want to necessarily be behind the chair, but they haven't maybe like you have explored and then planned to pivot away from the chair into a new element. And, you know, we, uh, we talk about the blue ocean of basically this is this is something new that hasn't necessarily been developed as far as within our industry and so the fact that mm-hmm. you know it's wise to seek education into the industry and outside of the industry because i think to have a fresh pair of eyes looking in on what we do they have a different perspective my husband is in wealth management so his perspective of of business and finances are way different than like a hairstylist. Uh So it's always, it's so cool (laughs) to have conversations like that with, with other people. So um, let's go a little bit more into uh, retail and, you know, the mindset of it. And you were teaching some big, great things when it comes to retail. Um, Can you share a little bit about um, some of the, some of the things that you've got out there right now? Um, for students and for your students? Well, what I, what I have been doing, um, well, I started doing it last year. I started uh, coaching. I started coaching. And then I kind of put a pause on coaching because I felt like I want to give more education and I want, I want to create an environment. I want to create a platform where people can just go and just say, this is my challenge within my salon business and I just need that information because I felt like with um you know doing the coaching was great because those ladies did coaching with me for a year was a group coaching and it was great and I still provide that one-on-one service if it's needed but I feel like a lot of times people may have been may, may have been um in an area in their business where either their business decreased because of a problem and I want to be a problem solver or they're in a space where their business is stagnant and it's not growing and they don't really know what the next step needs to be. So they need someone to like kind of evaluate their business and what's happening. Um, So I created a platform to where now you can just go and just pull specifics on your issue and not have to necessarily sit in front of somebody and get the coaching if it's not needed for every area. Because when I do coaching, I go from the top to the bottom. So you may get things in there that you don't even need, maybe some reiteration for you, or it may be something that, okay, I heard this before, but I don't really need this information. And you you might not want that, but that's what kind of comes a part of the program. And so for me, I just wanted to change that up. I just want to give people specifics now. So what's great and what's happening is I'm getting ready to do this huge launch and it'll be just a library full of information, just a wealth full of information where um, when it comes to hiring, when it comes to um, 
building your uh, email list, you know, how to do that, how to have the conversations with email marketing, like just real specific areas or I'm transitioning from commission stylists to booth renters or vice versa, like how, how to actually go about putting the plan into action is where I felt like people need, they need a, a, a specific plan for my specific problem. You know, so that's kind of what I've, I've now uh, evolved into in terms of the education that I'm offering. So, yeah. I love that. That's and I it. think that's, I mean, I think that's like the, the, we hear that often when we're coaching people, you know, it kind of seems like the hairstylist is a little bit all over the place of, of little challenges here and there. It's not like it's completely unfixable. Uh, there's just a lot of like mindset shifts and different mm -hmm. uh tools and resources that it's like, if you had this, or if you knew that it wouldn't be an issue, right? Right. And give that, that direction and that guidance, I think is just, it's so amazing. Um, can, do you want to talk a little bit about, um, your workbook? Okay. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm so super amped about this workbook because I did a survey at the end of 2019, I'm sorry, 2020. Gosh, I keep skipping 2020. Like, I feel like everybody I want just to skip wants it to too. hit the delete button. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. It was, yeah, it was just preparing for 2021. I did a survey and um, I had over 1,300 stylists in my, um, my email list and they came back with the same thing. Can you make a workbook can you make a workbook and i was just because i i asked if i were to create a workbook do you feel like this would help you you know if it was digital you know if it was you know something you can hold tangible and i just asked random questions just so that these were just business ideas and products that i wanted to bring to the table but who wants to create a product that won't sell you know so i wanted to make sure that my this was something that my audience would like and enjoy and the responses that I got back, like I have so many things to create now, it's not even funny, but this was the first thing I was going to create because the response was the same all the way across the board. And I said, all right, let's, let's start with this workbook. So in the workbook, um, it's a, it's a hands-on approach for you to be able to literally walk through your salon business. And I mean, I'm talking about, um, inventory control, um, I'm talking about the numbers, getting your numbers, how to identify uh, what your sales goals need to be for the month, for the week, for the year, um, per stylist. Uh, even if you are in the salon by yourself and you're like, hey, I'm in the salon suite, it's just me. I talk to you too. So everything that's in the book, the workbook, is for anyone to be able to apply to their business. There's some activities in there as well. There's some planning in there that you literally have to fill in the blanks and plan. How, how am I going to apply these strategies that were discussed prior to as a part of this lesson? How do I apply this now? So it's just, it's amazing because I know in the digital space now you can like download things and now you can literally use an iPad and you can fill in those blanks. I mean, I just wanted it to be almost like a little mini class for you, so to speak, but such an amazing guide that you can literally walk through your salon and say, okay, I have not done this. 
let me circle that. Let me check this off. Let me prioritize. I need to set this up and do this this way. I need, I'm missing this. I'm missing that. I thought I had this. Don't have that. And some of these uh, strategies um, I came up with on my own. So it's not anything that I feel like people can go and like Google and find the information. This all came from my hands-on experience of what worked, what didn't work, how did I fix it, um, and just how to move differently and how to think differently about your business like you mentioned um, mind shift I talk about that having that mind shift and um, I just want people to feel comfortable when it comes to retailing and nothing like having a guide that can just take me from beginning to end to the point to where I can even just take notes in here and say hey I, I didn't do this so I had a hard time with that and come back to it you know holding yourself accountable as well so that's what the workbook is all about. And I'm excited. I love, love that. That is awesome. Congratulations on that creation. And you guys, this is called the Survival Guide to Beauty Retail Book. And it's crazy. It's only $20.99. So uh, <laughs> definitely pick it up. And I'm going to make sure to put that in the show notes. Uh, Kina, this has been so awesome. What, is there any type of um, hot tips that you'd love to leave our listeners with that gives a little sneak peek that what they could be uh transforming in their uh, business by getting your, your book, your workbook? Well, I want to say this to you. I definitely want everyone's mindset just to think differently about how they view their retail income, where to put that income, how to grow that money, and to really start building a nest egg and a retirement for yourself. Because at the end of the day, we don't have one. So we have to create one. And so my slogan, Retail to Retire, I hold dearly to my heart. And I'm going to be doing more of these clubhouses and bringing in experts. These same experts that I had to uh, confide in and get to help me in my business. And I had to hire to help me manage my money. Because we make so much so fast. A lot of times we spend it before we can even look at it in the bank good. So having realistic goals of how to save money, like how much should I be saving? What's the percentage? How much should I be putting back into the business or back into the retail? And how do I really see the residual income? How do I make this ball bounce back and forth so where I can see the dollars growing in my bank account? And now I feel good about retailing because I can see the re residual. And at the end of the day, in order to do that, you have to conquer fear, false evidence appearing real. And when we learn how to conquer fear and realize that fear is just a figment of your imagination, the sky is not even the limit to the things that you can do in this beauty industry. And you guys are gonna watch me rock and roll some really great innovative new products and I would hope that I could be an example to make you want to do the same thing to your own way. Like she did that. I'm not going to steal her idea, but I'm going to take that concept. And now I'm going to whip it real good. I'm going to make it my <laughs> own. I'm going to make it do what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, you know? And I think that that stigma in the industry, even with um, uh, when it comes to like retailing products, like Maddie Malone, she was uh depicted in the, the the movie that was on Netflix, 
And, you know, we kind of talked about this from time to time on Instagram, but, you know, Alice Malone, she was in, in the movie on Netflix. She was Maddie Malone, but uh, uh, Addie Malone, she really set the stage for beauty retail. She started with just what she had in her kitchen. And before you know it, somebody else came along and said, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm just going to put my own spin on it. There's nothing wrong with putting your spin on things. So be open-minded, guys. Learn from the ones that are making moves and changing the industry and just do what you do. Uh, I love it. You are amazing, Kina. Thank you so much for blessing us today with your presence and your words of encouragement and just hearing just hearing your journey, I think is so inspiring too, because, you know, you just always were looking for opportunities, but you always put yourself, you've always showed your best self forward. And I think that that is always, you know, if you put all of your effort in, then you're going to see the results come back to you. And I just love that. So you guys make sure that you follow Kina on Instagram. What is your handle, Kina? Uh, My Instagram handle is I am the retail boss. And you can also uh, find me on my website. That's uh, www.retailbossbiz.com for uh, classes. And I have some new classes that are getting ready to drop um, in a couple of days, uh, along with the workbook launch. There's just so many new things I'm bringing to the table. So you guys can always connect with me there. And on all the other platforms, all the podcasting platforms, is the Retail Boss. I'm on all of them. I don't think you can not find me anywhere, but I'm on all of them. <laughs> Um, including Pandora and iHeartRadio. Um, I also, my first book that I launched, um, Affirmations for the Beauty Industry Professionals, you guys can find that on my website and also on Amazon. And I'm, I'm the retail boss pretty much everywhere, including um, Clubhouse as well. So if you put in the retail boss, you'll find me um, on Clubhouse. Make sure you guys kind of hit that notifications bell. I'm getting ready to start a club. So I'm going to keep you posted so that yes. you can get up in there join your club. We can, and we can have, I want you to do some moderating with me and we have some real good conversation because <laughs> I like to talk about the taboo topics that most don't want to talk about. I know my, I want to talk about it kind of, <laughs> hey, out there, but I want to talk about that stuff. You know, let's do it. I'm excited. Let's, let's make it happen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You guys make sure to go to the show notes, make sure to pick up the survival guide to beauty retail workbook, give her some love on Instagram and check her out, check her out her new book as well of the daily affirmations for the beauty industry professional. It's only $15. So make sure to check that out and uh, join us on clubhouse too. You guys, Uh, I'll be dropping a podcast about clubhouse, but make sure that you are following the real tale boss. So thank you so much, Kina. Thank you for having me. I, I love everything that you're doing. I'm super excited for your future. So let's support each other on this journey. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. If you love to keep track of your favorite shows, then subscribe to this podcast to receive the newest edition when it's released. This podcast was created with you in mind, so I'd love to get your review to learn how this podcast has helped you in your career. And because I love my listeners and want to connect more, join me in our free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash salon and suite business. My mission is to help beauty professionals like you create a career that supports the life you want to live. 
Thank you for being a part of the journey.